Nick Cage broke out like most movie stars do, in a teenage rom-com with a bunch of legal trouble? Today I'm talking about Valley Girl. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Valley Girl. This is uh, number day three of our 12 Days of Cage celebration, and I thought I would go to one that maybe not as many people know, at least at uh, movies or roles of Nick Cage, and one that kind of got him his start. I believe it is one of the first where he was actually credited as Nicolas Cage, because he had had a couple of early, um, he had a couple of early, like, kind of background roles, like, he had a a brief role, or kind of, like, an extra-ish role in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, but this was the first time he was actually put into a starring role, and that movie is Valley Girl, and Valley Girl is best described as a teen rom-com that is is kind of a loose remake of Romeo and Juliet, and it's between a Valley Girl and <laughs> a Valley Girl, and Nicolas Cage kind of plays like a punk. Basically, he's a kind of a snobby punk-looking dude, and <laughs> it's very it's very sweet and very funny and very eighties. Uh, it was directed by Martha Coolidge, and it came about in particular because. Basically, there had been kind of a. Uh, basically, there had been sort of like a, a movement on this whole Valley Girl thing. Uh, it's probably most famous for the uh, Frank Zappa song Valley Girl, and so this was kind of just using, um, you know, this was kind of just trying to capitalize on that idea. And Zappa actually sued about the film because it said it infringed on his idea, uh, which features his daughter kind of doing the Valley Girl talkway. And so, but it is pretty much a cut and dried, it is pretty much just a cut and dried remake of Romeo and Juliet, but it works thanks in part to kind of a, it was one of the early 80s compilation soundtracks, which I'll get into in just a second, but it, it, in particular, it features I Melt With You, uh, it's the, the 80s the 80s classic, uh, Melt With You, yeah, I Melt With You by Modern English, and it's fantastic, and it's used twice in montage, and it's kind of like the romantic theme of the film, so it's it works really, really well. And the thing that is probably going to blow so many people away is, one, seeing Nicolas Cage look so young, and also that he fits this part so well, because, you know, now, Nick Cage being an offbeat romantic lead is not unheard of, but this role requires him to be kind of less less weird and more just sweet and that's what he is the throughout the entire movie and he needs to kind of be like kind of hunky and kind of a little dangerous but still good-hearted and that has to come through and it really does there a lot of the flirtation scenes are fantastic and so you know they have a party scene where they meet which is very much Romeo and Juliet that's in all of that and then you know he has bits where he defends his honor and and things and things like that and you know they have they split up and then there's a you know a big fight for fight for the girl at the end and it's all basically him just deciding he needs to stand up for you know stand up for who who he loves 
and it's fantastic. Uh, his character name is Randy, and so you get to see him with a bit of like a, a uh, kind of an updo, not quite a mohawk, but just kind of like different colored hair, and it's flipped up, and it's, you. Feel, I feel like you would see it now and be like, oh, this is going to be played entirely for laughs, right? And in this one, it's like half laughs, half sincere, and that's what works so well about it. And so I mentioned the legal trouble with this film, uh, it was, which was, as I said, directed by Martha Coolidge. And the thing that's... And so this movie ran into a lot of legal trouble, not because of anything, necessarily anything because of the... Uh, um, not a thing because of the actual production of the film. Uh, Frank Zappa unsuccessfully tried to sue the film. That didn't work. Uh, but because the soundtrack wasn't able to push rights like they couldn't they couldn't produce it they because they didn't get the clearance from the record companies i guess they hadn't ironed that out and it was interesting you know it's kind of interesting now because the idea of using a song you haven't cleared is unheard of nowadays so that's ridiculous um so so but so apparently it was the soundtrack was released as like little vignettes or little mini LPs for a bit until finally being fully released in 1995, which is kind of ridiculous because the soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, some of the tracks on it include Mickey by Tony Basil. And we have, uh, let's see, we have uh, Do You Want to Hurt Me by The Culture Club, Town Called Malice by The Jam. Uh, and then uh, I Melt With You, which, you know, I Melt With You, which is, of course, the, you know, the Modern English track, which has since become, despite not ever being a chart topper, is all as always just kind of stuck around. So, yeah, that's one of the things that's so fascinating about it. And the other reason that I wanted to bring this up is that something that I think a lot of people don't remember or don't always know is that this is the first time that Nicolas Cage went as Nicolas Cage. And <laughs> it was, you know, went as Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas Cage, his full name is Nicolas Kim Coppola. So he's actually directly related. He's, uh, he's directly related to uh, Francis Ford Coppola. And it's interesting because he did get a number of roles related to uh, Francis Ford Coppola, um, including Rumblefish. But he intentionally changed his name because he didn't want to get by on that name recognition, which I think is very, it's something I think just kind of goes like people don't always recognize or realize. So that's something I always found very, very interesting. And the, uh, there are some other interesting details, uh, which is, for instance, that uh, Nicolas Cage and the actress Deborah Foreman, who plays Julie, to uh, he, she is the Juliet to his, you know, the Julie or Juliet to his Randy or Romeo. Um, Nicolas Cage and Deborah Foreman were actually dating at the time, so apparently it was very weird for them to do the breakup scene, and. Uh, you know, it, it, and so Martha Coolidge were trying to was trying basically trying to walk these two kids through a breakup scene. In particular, Deborah Foreman, who didn't like the idea of of acting out uh, a breakup. So, so I just thought that was fascinating. And if if you're able to find it, I know they made a remake of this recently. I'm not sure how well received it was. Um, it didn't really make too big of a splash, but. That's, I highly recommend it. It's just kind of 80s innocent, more or less innocent 80s fun. And the director, Martha Coolidge, is also behind one of my other favorite 80s movies, which is Real Genius. So 
yeah, I, I think it's all, it's very upbeat and silly and sweet and just a different side of Nick Cage. And so he's so baby-faced and he's still, and he's kind of hunky and it kind of works. And I know that doesn't make any sense if you imagine Nick Cage now. So I definitely recommend checking this one out. So as I said before in other episodes, if you have another uh, Nick Cage movie in mind that you'd like me to break down or talk about, uh, probably the bigger ones, I, I haven't really gone through all, you know, the entire rabbit hole of all of the movies that he's he's been doing like kind of these one-off direct video movies but uh but yeah so thank you so much for listening and i'll catch you next time everybody this has been scott's off indulgent movie podcast thank you so much for listening don't forget to like share and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to join our facebook group scott's off indulgent movie world for the latest reviews discussions and more see you next time everybody and stay safe